Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Very happy for you to sit in between us. I want attacking purpose for football all the time. And providing you had a set up in that quarter, we had a real chance of winning it in that quarter. Now we're going to back against the wall and we're going to fight. Absolutely nailed it. Um, holding out on us, by the way. Corporate tickets. Yeah. Didn't say nothing. I had the option and I took it. That's that's as far as my excuse goes. This is not a shit excuse for going to the strippers. <laughs> but good time was that. Um, uh, any, any clue on which game it was or anything else you did? Yeah. No? Okay. Yeah, no, no, all right. There was actually, it was a funny thing. Um, I've never seen Kick to Kick so well patronized as it was after the Richmond game. So you went to Richmond versus Richmond. Gold okay. Coast. We've got, got corporate there. tickets, and the only thing you'll talk about is the Kick to Kick after the game. It's the only bit I remember. Fucking well, money well spent there, Jeep. <laughs> 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 Who says corporate. Shit, they're my sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> Who says corporate sponsorship is a waste of time? Oh, yeah. Value for money they're getting. <laughs> yeah. uh, ben from Jeep, thanks, mate. Well, I really appreciated it. Um, you know, and uh, the, the beers I sunk there were well worth your money. Awesome. Well, let's go and start on round 20. Um, Friday night. Sydney versus Collingwood. A lot going on in this game. It was the last of the um, traditional honourable losses for Collingwood for the year, one would think, because I think the rest are going to be dishonourable from here on in. <laughs> yeah, I think they, uh, they gave up honour a while ago. But um, I thought this was a game, if you were a fan of either side, you look at it and go, it's the hard-fought contest. But if you don't have that best interest, you're like, yeah, they're kind of both vying but making equal mistakes and you don't get really get invested in it like you do as a supporter. Yeah, I think so. So It was all right to watch, It was, uh, but you're right, just a touch-off. Yeah. On some of the skills. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was just wasn't polished like you would see in the old school stage, long versus Hawks games or things. Where as a spectator, without investing interest in the team, you look forward to those ones. Well, yeah. I mean, the good part is you get to see some Collingwood players get laid out occasionally, and City Swans players too, which is always fun Back to see. Back on the coke, are they? Yeah. <laughs> I going to say it was um, Parker that got laid out by. Oh, Brown. that was fucked. I remember when that happened. I sent you a text, Heath, and uh, no, no, that was no, it was not it. Um, Parker laid out Brown. Um, oh, yeah, yeah no, it was later on. Yeah. No, but Brown laid out Parker with a bump. Yeah. Um, and he got one week for it. And I thought it was kind of lucky because it was a straight up, I'm bumping yep. you when he's going for mm-hmm. the mark. Yep. Then in the final quarter, I forgot who the tackler was. It might have been Levi Greenwood. But he, it was, he tackled Parker and got him holding the ball and ripped his leg to shreds. Well, he sort of, yeah. they got yeah. a leg tangle and it looked like, I thought it was a calf slicer initially, except he came down onto his own haunch while Levi Greenwood's leg was sort of rolled over his own toes. They moved sideways and just, it, it's fucked. Okay, the ref was in there trying to get him to stop and he yeah, just didn't. Ma- Mas- Mazzagati Mas- saw <laughs> nothing wrong with it. Mazzagati had no problems. I know, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, 
I do think it was Greenwood because I remember commenting like he knew something has gone wrong. You can yeah, see him yeah, as yeah, he's trying to pull yeah, out. He's yeah. like, let's get this leg out. He seemed like grabbed the uh, the Collingwood player's leg like real hard. The Collingwood yeah. player's kind of like, what the hell? He's like, oh shit! Like you're in. You're, you're, like, you're yeah. like, I think he heard that snap. Uh, yeah, I, I think um, probably felt it through his leg. One of the Swans players afterwards said immediately, Luke Parker said, "I've broken something," yeah. and everyone just goes, "Nah, yeah. <laughs> we're stopped now. Let's just get out." Um, he broke a fibula, and they reckon. There is the yeah. slightest chance he would come back in the middle of the finals. Well, no, we, we were watching it. I was watching it with you, wasn't I? Yeah, the game. And even watching it, it's almost like um, watching a nut shot in the UFC. Oh, it was horrible. You just end up crawl scored up in a ball on the couch, like oh my god, like, yeah. I can't watch it a second time. And then they go, "Here's the replay." I'm like, nah, no, nah, nope, nope, fuck that nope. shit. I'm having a drink. Fuck that. Yep. <laughs> uh, it was horrible. Um, but something else very interesting um, about this game in, in the off-field stuff. Uh, by the way, how did you like the uh, the tissues? Tissues? Did you see the tissues in the crowd for Collingwood? Oh, that's right. Yeah, I did see them. For, um, <laughs> well, no, I sure one little part where they were waving their goods. I thought it was just the next level of they can't boo, they're doing that shit. I don't know my attention. So. I, it was not. I like passive aggressive, um, <laughs> yeah. which is fine. Um, but something else, um, I've heard this mentioned a little bit on the radio on the weekend. Yeah. Um, you would have read about um, the... Sydney Swan CEO um, talking to one of the papers up there about the conversation they had about the trade bans yep, or the, the trade cola. restrictions. The cola. And the phone call he had from um, AFL head office. Yeah. Uh, from Mike Fitzpatrick. Now, very interesting, I thought, because that phone call obviously happened two years ago yeah. and it's only got to the papers now. Mm-hmm. But in the last week or so, there was also a story about Eddie Maguire uh, who called the oh. politician a, a muzzy. Oh, yeah, that's yeah right. and um, right. Jessica Rowe. And Jessica Rowe, also saying how Eddie Maguire made her life hell when she was working for Channel 9. You know what those two events, besides having Eddie Maguire involved, you know what else they have in common? I don't give a fuck about either. It happened four years ago. <laughs> really? Right. Or or longer. So this will all tie back in. Yeah. Why is it only coming to the papers now? Because somebody well, needs a distraction. And Three. only in Sydney. I think the Sydney Swans... Now, you tie this all in together. This is all media... In Sydney, yep. I think they've had um, a bit of a meeting and decided, you know what, we're going to go out in the forefront here. We're going to attack um, AFL and the Victoria and Eddie Maguire, get some of our own back through the media. And they've made a calculated effort to do it. And if I was a Sydney Swans member, I'd be pretty happy with it, I reckon. Oh, yeah, I never thought about it from that perspective, to be honest. I reckon, what, um, the, you might have something there. But yeah, well, it's they're like, just trying to get some of their own back, I think. Yeah. Well, I guess if you can get AFL on the back page of um, the Sydney Morning Herald, they'd be happy with that. Well, it's kind of the AFL's own strategy on how they like recruited um, Carmichael Hunt in that way. Yep. It was a front foot attack on the NRL, especially when there were rumblings about trying to expand to Melbourne and shit. They said, well, well, we'll put the kibosh on this and we'll just take Israel Folau and Carmichael Hunt, if you don't and mind. we'll make the biggest noise we can yeah. in the mm. rugby heartland. Yep. And the more the rugby complained, the more front-page news in Sydney it became. So yep. I think the Sydney Swans um, hierarchy have made a real calculated effort. And they thought, fuck it, we'll fight them in the, in the papers if we can. And yep. Try and get these uh, the trade restrictions overturned, which are stupid trade restrictions. Yeah. Yeah. And any go that they have on AFL or, Vic- or Victorians, um, the, Mel- the Sydney journos, they're loving it. They're like, all right, well, mm. I haven't covered yep. football for, for last time Sydney Swans won a premiership. Yep. Let's, I may as well make comment. <laughs> yep. That's why I always found it funny, like, cause, uh, especially how they try and call us Mexicans. You know, uh, Sydney will call us Mexicans and, like, Brisbane will call us Mexicans. I-, I like how you use the term us. 
us, yeah. Why? Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, but I always find out the Queensland's winds call that as well. Just like, doesn't make you Canadians. <laughs> kind of just uh, and makes you Americans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what you're aspiring to. I think I'd rather be Mexicans. They have better food. Yeah, and they got better girls, better better weather girls. lifestyle, better drugs. Better the weather girl yes. on the news. Jeez. Jesus Christ! Oh, they are ridiculous. Trust me, I've memorized the weather for that day. <laughs> there was a warm front coming in. <laughs> they came in, came out. It's all done. Deal with <laughs> Lost interest in the weather yep. so quick. Yep. Very high pressure system uh, exploded. It's just a passing shower. <laughs> um, so apparently, Swans won. Yeah. Oh look, and um, the, a good day if you're a tattooed player. Oh, Swanee's having a brilliant uh, last uh, bit of this uh, season. Yeah, he's been going great. And um, they said he shaved his beard off to try and get a bit of youth into him or some shit. Oh, that's aerodynamics. <laughs> and a lot of the ball the Swanee's, though. But um, I think uh, Collingwood had a chance to make it exciting right at the end and missed some crucial shots on goal. Yeah. Um, especially that, who was that last one? I think it was Jamie Elliott. Uh, Jamie Elliott? Elliott, um, right at the end. Uh, he had a, a good yeah, chance. Yeah, it was too. He had the right idea too. He's like, he's got a mark got a right in front. Up. Hurry back. We've yep. only got, I think he had 40 seconds mm. left after that. Yeah. Yep. And he missed. You went, well, that's it then. Yeah. yeah it's all over. And, that's, and then the commentators were saying, you know, you've got to really take that extra 10, 12 seconds that yeah. you don't have. No. Like, the funny thing is, the right thing. he did everything right except kick the goal. I yeah. think it was Kerry that said that. And, um, was it the Kerry or Richo? No, it must have been Kerry. Richo it wasn't. 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 Richo, Richo wouldn't have. Uh... Richo's the special comments, not yeah. the special education comments. <laughs> <laughs> Kerry's trying to top himself for um, the most idiotic comments for for the year. And he's got some up there. He's got some contenders too. He has. He has had some. Uh, well, let's just say decision making hasn't been his forte since he left the field, well, and some time before that, and went into the bathroom. Well, that too. Yeah. Um, but uh, Sydney are going to miss Parker because he's their reigning best and fairest and he's a ball magnet but uh, if anything it's the one position on the field they actually have people to cover yeah they are going on ball Hanabry, Heaney Heaney could probably go for a a bigger run in the middle Um, he's still only a first year player not that he looks it yeah um, the way he plays you take him any oh, team could anyone use him. would. Oh, I think he's like the Jack Watts of Sydney. I mean, it's just, it doesn't, doesn't look very impressive, but yeah. what the inverted Jack Watts? The inverted. Oh, sorry, not Jack Watts. Jack uh, fucking Hogan. 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 Jesse, Jesse Hogan. Hogan. Yeah. Like, There's Watts? a big fucking difference between Jesse yeah. Hogan and Jack Watts. So if, if we ever give Jack Watts a rap on this show, I'd be shocked. Speaking of special education, <laughs> yeah, nice one, Duck. A uh, special education Essendon versus the oh, Crows. Fuck me. <laughs> A special supplementation. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, if this was a performance review for a coaching position, how do you think he went? <laughs> I think um, he went the sort of performance review where your review gets written in crayon on yeah. the back of a Macca's wrapper, and they just say, we couldn't be asked because well, well, speaking of review, I think actually Tex Walker gave him a bit of review of their own. I re- heard that <laughs> on uh, Triple M this morning in Adelaide. Yeah, gave him just a little... And the thing is, he's probably right too, where he said they were arguing on the field. They just looked like they just had no faith in each other. Yeah. And it's a, a much different sort of uh, public front that their PR are trying to push across. That's for damn sure. Oh, we're all united. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, fuck you. You go over yeah. there. Fuck uh, you. At least Tex came out and said, nah, fuck that bullshit. <laughs> this is what's going on here, guys. Well, the thing with it all, there was all the the big media push of standby herd and all the shit. No one's fucking stood by the players. They don't give a shit. Yeah, so yeah. if I was a player, I'd feel like I'd been hung out to dry. If I was Carlo, I'd be feeling like a fucking genius. <laughs> I'm going to say... Um, Carlo? Uh, is he going to the Western Bulldogs? Uh, Jake Carlo, Carlo yeah. yeah. Uh, rumours that he, that he Rumor will. Rumour has it. Um, 
after in the post-match press conference, um, James Hurd said we're going to have one of the biggest culls and change the list up as much as possible. I reckon yep. you will. I'll tell you what, I reckon there'll be a few players going, yep, thank you. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I've had enough of this shit. <laughs> do you um, reckon, uh, who do you reckon wants the Hurd job? Well, it's a very good question. It's been one that's been asked on... Um, the Gary Lyon and Damian Barrett one and if you had a choice between the Carlton gig or the Essendon gig oh. as it stands right now Carlton every day of the week yeah I, I'm thinking if it weren't for WADA you might go Essendon but still <laughs> this is a generational problem they're going to have I'd rather oh, line up yeah. at fucking Danong Centrelink than Just fucking take those jobs <laughs> yeah. and like if you're I'm trying to in the face. you're trying to attract um, good free agency like, let's say you're chasing after Patrick Dangerfield, who just tore you a new one, pretty much. Yeah. He's not going to Essendon. You mentioned that phone call, if you're Patrick Dangerfield's <laughs> agent. Yeah. Uh, who is it? Carlton? Yeah, yeah, no worries, mate. Oh, <laughs> Essendon's on the other line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheers, mate. <laughs> All right, you got Geelong, Carlton, or Essendon. Fuck you. I think Essendon got the longest losing streak at the moment, they? Like five or six losses. Oh, I think it's Essendon and Carlton. Something like that. Anyway, you have to think that they're sliding down the ladder. There'd be some nervous as fuck 17-year-old boys about to enter the draft just going, no, oh, no. win. <laughs> no. <laughs> they put the drafting hat on them. Not as yeah. Not as Yes, oh, damn it. Fuck you, Slytherin. <laughs> they, they are the Slytherin of AFL yeah. right now. There's all these uh, 17-year-olds trying to get adopted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a father-son pick. I'm a father-son pick. Have we ever had an adopted father-son pick? I don't know. I, I do vaguely recall last year the, the question was put to somebody or they asked how it works. I think it does, Carrie. But... I'll tell you what, it should work. If you're that committed to adopt a kid... You deserve it. I think, yeah, but I think if you adopt a 17-year-old, it might be, you know, who comes from a nice family. It's it's sus as hell, but... uh, Private schooled his whole life, and now you're adopting him. You'll end up with um, blokes getting in buses, going to Northern Territory, coming back with a whole bunch of talent, and going, these guys are awesome. I tell you what, if companies could adopt, Vizzy would have their own (laughs) crash. They'd find a way. (laughs) Um, The actual game, um, it looked... It happened. Uh... Embarrassing. I mean, Eddie Betts has taken one-handers and um, kicking them from the boundary line, and they're yep. all just lining up, having a field day. I mean, oh, it, it was a masterclass. Uh, Sam Jacobs with that uh, over-the-top, tap-to-himself mark. Mark, yeah. It, oh. it was absolutely a mark, but that's just when you're taking the piss. And the thing is, I think this game, like, I wonder if they're going to have like their proper clean-out at the end of the season that they, they need, and that includes its coaches and everyone else. And I mean, Everywhere. Well, I mean, Dustin Fletcher's redundancy package is way too expensive, so it's up to him when he quits. Well, if you looked at it, what went right for Essendon this well, year? Uh, they beat Hawthorne. It was an awesome game. Um, yeah, but what can you take away from that? You had one win where, look, they, they well, did play well, guaranteed, but... It, it was also a month before the wider appeal yeah. was announced. But yeah. what uh, what would you look at and go, all right, that's what we can uh, build on for next year? Because to me, talent-wise, they've gone downhill since Watson's out. Um, I think Heppel has stepped up. I thought yeah. he's been quite good. There was that one game a couple of weeks ago where Brendan Goddard was cracking the shits like only Brendan Goddard can. Yeah. And Heppel went up and <laughs> said, he's hey, just mate. fucking St. Kilda. Fucking, yeah, he got him and said, hey, mate, head in the fucking game. Yeah. You know? And then Brendan Goddard went and did something good and went, Heppel, you're right, mate. You fucking yeah. got me there. So I guess his leadership qualities have come forward. Yeah. Um, Collier was awesome, I thought, before he got injured and he got a season in, in injury. Yeah, yeah, he was actually. Bagley and Hurley and oh, Hooker. Their back line yeah. Yeah. is... But that's it. Top class. But unfortunately, they have to be because they're always fucking under pressure. Yeah, especially the last few weeks. I their, mean, Their forward delivery has been bullshit. Yeah. Um, 
their ability to keep it in the forward line and chase non-existent. But I don't see him going forward next year. So you have to, like, I don't know. If... That's what I mean by it's a generational thing. Like, Yeah. Well, to me, you'd need... Well, you need a new coach. That's that's just the end of it. Uh, and it needs to be someone who's willing to just get in there and go general pattern on them. Like, throw some guys against the uh, the lockers and say, you don't fuck around in my club. Tell you what, how fucking good did Bowen Thompson do with this squad? Yeah, <laughs> got him in the finals last year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he'd be an interesting uh, choice if they went back there. Yep. It'd be funny if they offered him the job. He's like, nah, fuck that, I'm out. Yeah. Kiss my ass. It would take a sweeping sort of board change for that to happen. I'm yeah. going to GWS. And I think that's probably not a bad thing to happen either. Yeah, no, I agree. Again, yep. uh, by all means, get rid of the board. Uh, yeah, I think like this, it's summed up by that old saying, especially in jiu-jitsu, where if you're in this situation, you fucked <laughs> up a long time ago. Kudos, Yeah. As soon as you went, no, we're going to fight these charges that we definitely did, but we think we could be shady enough and not provide you the evidence so you can't prove anything. Well, yes. Everyone's had everything to say about this for the last four years, and you know what? what more can you add to it? But the... The thing was with it, they never said this. No. Apparently, yep. <laughs> they never said no. We didn't inject people. They're like, yeah, we did. Look, what'd you inject them with? Oh, and that's kind of it. Like, it's pretty fucking simple. You was it Drano? Dod- you did some dodgy shit. Then you tried to hide it up, and then you said you can't prove anything because we hit it. And then you're stuck in this fucking situation where you're destroying your own club. Uh, now, but they did get penalised for that. Th- yeah, they've been penalised for their administration. But I, I personally, I, I've said it for the last year. I'm sick of it. I don't care. They got away with it. Good on you. Yeah. Good, you, you've already suffered mentally and clubs. You took drugs and you still went shit. <laughs> it didn't work, yeah. obviously. But yeah. what I liked was um, the papers then were trying to deflect. <laughs> Try training. Um, and brought Geelong into it. Or just get on coke. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. They brought Geelong into it and they said, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we took this, this and this and here's yeah. the paperwork and that's why we're fucking fine. And yeah. we dealt with this two years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, record keeping. Good yeah, job. Exactly. We took tyrosine, which is amino acid. We took multivitamins and we took vitamin yeah, A. Yeah, but the thing is, they did keep records. They just yeah. got lost. They were missing. They just, uh, I mean, uh, it's pretty obvious. It's like, unlucky. It's, it's almost worse than um, Anderson Silver's defense for his fucking... <laughs> I tell you what, I reckon they could take some lessons. Honestly, I could. I was, I, I was so pissed off that fucking I got woken up at like six a.m. So I was like, oh fuck, I watch okay. my Twitter feed. For those that don't follow yeah. UFC, Anderson Silva was an absolute legend. Broke He's his the leg. Bruce in, Lee of mixed martial arts. Well, I think Bruce Lee's the Bruce Lee of mixed martial arts. He's on Bruce, a Bruce Lee of martial Jeet arts, Kondo, really. Okay, of martial arts. Okay, yeah, anyway, no rules martial arts. He broke his leg, um, a la Nathan Brown. Um, as in, yep. it's flopping around. Anyway, took a year out, came back, had a fight that was quite uneventful, and then pissed hot. Yeah. So he comes up before the commission, and his defense was? Are uh, there Thai sex pills? No. My mate Marcos, who I've known for a year that I trained with a couple of times, he told me about him. So if I could just, guess a good mate would, that you know for a year, called yeah. Marcos, flew to Thailand, got me this uh, blue vial of a clear liquid that was, wasn't a, wasn't, didn't get you hard, it was just a sexual experience enhancer. So he didn't want to put it out there that he just can't get a hard on because, you know, that's... I mean, you want to lie, but you don't want to... You know, <laughs> you know what he should have done? Too much. He wants sexual experience enhancer. Try having it with other people. Maybe one of them is Gabby killer. Garcia. That's why he needed the pills. <laughs> They're brittle. But it's so bad, his defense. And then terrible. Changed out the interpreters. Yeah. And then started a new defense a with a yep. new interpreter. <laughs> awesome idea. Changed the interpreter goes, nah, she's doing a bad job. Got a new interpreter in. Changed his story, and then they asked the old interpreter, is that what he told you? Nope. No, nope. just changed his story. He tried, to, he tried to reload from last save point, yep. essentially. Hey, it's pretty much. And funniest of all, it was live streamed on Fight Pass, so the oh, whole yeah. world could see. Hey, it was the best thing that Fight Pass has shown yeah. <laughs> since it the last Rousey fight. hilarious. 
Um, North Melbourne St Kilda. North tried their best to lose this one. Oh, um, as always. Being true North that they are. Um, yep. Looked, uh, I, I tuned in in the second quarter and uh, when uh, Saints started on their point-kicking spree, they were all over them. They could not touch the ball. Oh, look, yep. As soon as I saw the second quarter and the Saints were all over it, I was pumped. I knew that uh, if we were ahead going into halftime break, we would fuck it up. But It was uh, down in Tassie too, wasn't it? Yes. Down at uh, Blundstone. It's just a good point too, because you know if you're smashing St Kilda at halftime, they've got every chance of coming back and just getting one over you. Mm. Like they did with the Bulldogs earlier in the year. Although, this is the first game I've seen in probably three months where Goldstein was kept to a, a serviceable game rather than a... Holy fuck, he's going to tear this open. He's still got his uh, hit-outs. He, he dominated there. But around the ground... He'd he almost, was kept low. Yeah, you can always say, where's, uh, where's Hickey? I mean, it, it's still a good mat, a good game from him, don't get me wrong. But it's not a, a three-voter. Yeah, yeah, um, probably not. Um, but yeah, I thought Tom Hickey um, played really well. He got a couple of goals as well. Took some nice marks. But, um, Boomer Harvey's obviously still got the legs. Yeah. Um, I, could, I think this game he equals KB... And he goes one ahead next yep. week. He goes into number two spot, um, which he still doesn't have a contract for next year. Yeah, they that's gave one fucking stupid. Off. Um, they've given one to Robbie Tarrant. He signed up for four years, which uh, after getting a bit of interest from all around the shop, and uh, since he's been shit for the last five years, and now he's finally come good. I'm glad he stayed. Brilliant signing for for North and oh, for Robbie. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely brilliant. Four years it was. I am glad that he uh, stuck with the team because he has been the form backman and yeah. um, he's been much more reliable than Scott Thompson has it's um, been one of the very few pre-season predictions that I've got right that he'd have a breakout year as well so I'm happy with that because no, I'm, I'm, I'm at about 10 I reckon I'm, <laughs> the shotgun I'm, approach so at the end of the season are we actually going to go back and listen to our first episodes or something and yeah, do yeah, a review of how fucking mm. shit we are well I, I know I've only got I've got one in Robbie Tarrant's going well that was one yeah. of my predictions the other one was um Marley Williams. Yep. He's almost there. A half yep. a tick. Everything else fucked. Well, okay. I'm pretty sure I predicted um, Jesse Hogan for the Brown, uh, for the um, Rising Star. <laughs> I don't think you knew who Jesse Hogan was. <laughs> I, yeah, knew, I knew he was... Watts, a, that fellow that... Does, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was 120 grand in the fantasy pick. There you are. And then I saw some other dude who's really good at it picked him, so I picked him. But um, North still need to be able to do more if they're going to do anything in finals. Well, they've got a rough um, last three weeks, actually, as it's turned out. It looked like they had an easy well, one home. I can tell you. I think, I think they're perfect last three weeks because the 7th, 8th, up. and ninth will be Richmond North and, depending on how they go, Western Bulldogs. Um, depending on how they go in the next week. Um, those three matches, uh, North versus uh, Western and North versus Richmond, and the Western Bulldogs match next week, will decide who plays finals and who doesn't because one of those teams is probably going to miss out. Well, the good thing for North is they, uh, the destiny's in their own hands. Yeah. I mean, it, it, let's face it, if you can't beat uh, Bulldogs and Richmond, then you're not going to do anything in finals anyway. No. And they're the teams they're going to be competing against in the first week of the finals, most yeah. likely. And they're, they're teams that are going to be competing hard because they yeah. need to win to stay in the finals race. Just the same as, uh, as North are. Exactly. So it, it's going to be a brilliant uh, last couple of rounds. And uh, you know, I'm sure we'll make it to the Richmond-North game uh, on the Friday night. And uh, I'm sure lots of Richmond supporters will too. Um, on to one of the most entertaining, if not the most skilled games of the year in GWS versus Port. This is an absolute cracker of a game. Mm. Plenty of, uh, shall we say, fiery and fracas and melees <laughs> without going overboard. It's beautiful. I loved every second of it. The good uh, thing was no one used the term unsociable. 
Um, they just used the term, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was great. This is how you build rivalries. This is mm. how they start. Um, GWS got their first win against Port, I think, of their history. and it's, it's the game that sunk Primus. Yeah, that's right with that. I mean, again, GWS has still got the massive out in Mumford. And that, that fucked their season. Oh, yeah. They'd be playing finals if he was still playing. I, I, I honestly no believe doubt. that. No doubt whatsoever. I think it's still mathematically possible that they do. Um, it's not quite likely. Have you seen a worse missed goal than Reese Palmer? <laughs> oh, ever? Oh, oh, sweet fuck. How, I, I don't think you could do that on purpose. Well, no. Um, it was, he was always walking at that stage too. It's not like it was a hard skill. But, well, it's one of those things that just shows, like when you're getting coached, it's always, you know, chase the player, chase the ball yeah. until the umpire blows the whistle. And it, he was rewarded, yeah. <laughs> the defender in this instance. Yeah, the uh, Port Adelaide defender. I can't yeah. remember who it was, but chased him all the way Pit and out, stopped, uh, stopped it. I can say, you know you're struggling when uh, you've made a fuck-up in the goal square and Pittard's giving you shit. Yeah. <laughs> After last week, <laughs> yeah. it's a, you can't really bring that up. And go, you remember last week when you fucked up? Um, but uh, anyway, um, he's lucky he kicked another five, though, uh, which is not a bad... Yeah. Uh, bad day out for, for East Palmer. He hasn't shown um, this kind of form, I, I don't think, in, in, in a GWS jumper um, before. So besides having one of the fuck-ups of the week, or fuck-ups of the year, I don't think there's a worse one than that. Um, he's still had a, had a good day out. Um, Cameron, uh, Jeremy Cameron still looked um, uh, dangerous up forward, even though he didn't get much of the ball, but copped a, a nice little tackle from Westhoff there. I think Westhoff is a little bit lucky just to get the fine. Without uh, wearing a match, Cameron's got a habit of copping some pretty tough wax. He came out and looked like a mummy for the for the second quarter or something last week. Oh, we got his nose spread across mm. his I think face. I only started looking uh, watching the match in the second quarter, or whatever it was. Uh, it took me at least ten minutes to figure out who he was. Was it Zach Dawson? <laughs> no, that was Zach Dawson. We got him, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah big yeah. back elbow. Yeah, he's yeah. a tough yeah, bastard, too. Cameron. Yeah, um, Patton. I didn't think did much, and it's disappointing because you know he's obviously coming back from injury and hasn't had a good preseason and everything, but. Jeez, I hope he has a good, a better preseason coming up. Well, I mean, he didn't have a preseason. Yeah, well, um, I think I at think this stage, yeah, three games to go. If Patton walks on the field and walks off it, off in, of his own volition, yeah, I think that's a good game for hey, look, Patton. If, if Patton stage. doesn't have two degrees by now, he's in trouble. <laughs> the amount of study he hit. <laughs> well, geez, he ain't going to be doing much football, and he's a big boy like that. The, the injuries don't hold up into your, your older years like they do for two knee, people. Two knee Ricos and not even 50 games. Yeah, and not even, what is he, like 20 fuck all? Yep. Yeah, 20 fuck all. Yeah, 20 yeah. fuck all. Um, and they've uh, had another season ending industry, uh, injury. Need the second research department. They've had another season ending <laughs> in, injury in um, uh, Captain Phil Davis. He's yeah. done his hammy. Yep. Looked bad, too. Yeah, it did. So any faint hope they had of finals, I think, just went out the window. And they got yep. the Swans this week. So, yep. Which is unfortunate because we've been saying it all season long, GWS, GWS put on fantastic footy games. Yeah. Well, play from round games. five onwards, I think. Well, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think I tipped Gold Coast to be the GWS this season, as we said. As yeah, a lot of people did. Yep. Well, yeah, I think we have to tip Gold Coast to make finals and GWS to drop down. But uh, we we meant the other way around, I'm sure. Yeah, well, yeah. But, um, yeah, look, if, if you tune into a GWS game... You're getting good value. You're seeing some pretty nice football, especially with uh, Port as an opposition, and they're quite free flowing. If, it, as if well. it's a home, you can probably get in for free. Well, oh, pretty much. They yeah. give out a lot of free tickets. Yeah. Sorry about that. I do. Speaking of which, um, I think they host the Swans next week. Yes, they what, do. One little fucker that I know is tossing the coin oh, before the that fucking game. Fucker, Benny King. You heard me. I'm coming for you. I'm going to 
fucking take your head off. Just rubs it in. Everyone rubs would, it in. Everyone would have saw the campaign we had with Heath uh, doing that. Would you write a letter to him? I wrote a letter to Hawthorne to say, I, I'm your man. Um, yep. I didn't rule out the fact that I could be suffering from a... Well, um, the best tosser you know. I'm the, be- the big tosser. Yep. He sends one little fucking tweet at yeah. GWS. Well, They're that desperate for attention. Yeah. They say, oh, you've got 40 followers on yeah. Twitter. There's a gain for us. Yeah, yep. the, the tweet was, I'll suck your dick if I can toss the coin. And who's, how do we know that would work? I, I, would have done, I would have sent that tweet, no worries. I would have put him for the competition. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I started the competition. <laughs> the old country footy leagues, you'd have to raffle a route. The <laughs> 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 uh, real country footy leagues. Yeah, <laughs> I've never heard of these country football <laughs> leagues. Is, like, the problem is every ticket's a winner. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the ruckman who is the prize. <laughs> it's usually the old bitch telling them to you too. <laughs> Port Adelaide. Um, Football, Jesus Christ. Um, Archie. Archie and Sam Gray both had their best games of their careers. Um, Man, Archie was higher than a, well, Gold Coast player from a couple of years back. But um, Gold Coast this year are high as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was two years ago, those photos. But, um, oh, he took an absolute screamer. Took a couple of screams. He's playing, he, he was dangerous all day. Mm. And uh, Sam Gray is obviously always uh, going to be in the shadow of his brother, who's had a and backed up last season's um, breakout year with another strong performance this year. Mm. Um, he's really showed that um, he's earned his place in the side. Um, and Brendan Archie has been in and out and in the sub vest a few times. Um, I thought that's something else that uh, Port Adelaide can take out of the year. It's I think very uphill for them to make finals, but at least they can get something yeah. out of the year. Yeah, is, is there an emoji that lets you moon someone? It's just a uh, big middle, middle finger, isn't it? I think if there is one, I reckon Paddy Wright has sent it to James Heard this week. Wow, he's saying, got lucky? Hey, you got fucking unlucky <laughs> as shit, mate. James Heard's busy collecting all those middle fingers from everyone. <laughs> I don't think he knows Paddy Wright. You know how um, Stevie J, when he um, was getting written off by everyone, he's come back and he's tried to send out tweets and all that to the media that wrote him off? Did he? Well, he did. Um, I imagine that Heard's probably planning on doing the same thing. Except I don't think we're getting the opportunity for him to no, I get think him he, back. I think he's got a list of lawsuits lined up, and that's what he's collecting the names I, for. I didn't realise Stevie J had proven those people where he said he was over it wrong yet. No, he hasn't. He, so. he, well, it depends on whether you're proving it to others or to yourself, I guess. And he, he, he still won't have a contract next oh, year, but yeah. uh, no one's to... told him. He'll have a contract, but he'll be coaching. Um, this game was still up for grabs in the final quarter, um, but you could see that GWS were running out of steam. Yep. Um, and that's when Chad Wingard finally stood up. He'd been a bit quiet on the day, I thought, but he kicked a couple of nice goals um, the last quarter, and that's what he's there for. Mm. Um, so I think at the end of the day, he was a real difference yep. when it came down to it. It seems like Porter got a, a couple of players that can fill that role as well, where yeah. mm. uh, somewhere in the match need... Um, a bit of spark. A bit of spark, but it's not. they don't have like a strong team. They're not big and uh, physical team, but they've got lots of, they do uh, have class. of natural talent yeah, and class mm, and yeah. uh, very smooth skills. And they would see someone to provide that spark, like you said. And it seems to motivate the whole team to get across the line. Well, yeah. The thing with it too, Wingard is kind of underrated like in the Victorian media. He's a class player. And if he yeah. was playing for, you know, say, uh, a Sydney or a, a Hawthorne or whatever, we'd probably hear a lot more about him. But, yeah. uh, you know, they are languishing a bit. So. Say, I, I think they, they go on about him a bit every time he plays. Like, like I said, he kicked three. I thought he was a bit quiet. In this, yeah, the South Australian like commentator will. But uh, with Rashudo, yeah. how can you tell what he's saying? I can't understand yeah, what he's saying. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and John Butcher, again, finally gets back into the side. And 
it's you know you're struggling when Travis Cloak looks at your goal kicking and goes, "Geez, mate, you got to get get that fixed." <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh, I can't believe it. How can he still be a forward? I can understand if you still give him a spot on the list, but how can you be a forward? Yeah, just give him like center forward or you know just no, something that's anywhere not shooting for goal. Anywhere, don't get let him anywhere near goal. You hide it when you're yeah. fullback. I mean, we had um, remember Dunkley used to play fullback for yeah. um, he couldn't kick over a gym. Say, Richard had been hiding shit kicks at fullback for fucking decades. <laughs> Kellaway, yep. Kellaway, we had Tivendale, had Basher Hooley's the latest, last one Gaspar. to add his name to that one. Yeah, Gasper, he was he's, shit. Bash is a good kick. He is, except when he's trying to kick it to fullback and save the game. <laughs> That's uh, just a poor decision. <laughs> yeah. What uh, What was the story with Jay Shules? He was quiet. Well, no, he wasn't playing. Oh, he got injured, yeah. It was uh, early out, but what... Um, it was I, really fucking quiet then. Well, pre-match, <laughs> but I, I, I don't know what actually uh, occurred there. So, again, our research department's let us down. I think Kokonakis banged his missus. <laughs> <laughs> and then fucking told him about it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's like I was saying on, on Twitter, that's pretty poor form to run out your mate like that on national TV. It is, rather. Like, he's just like, he's only like fucking 19 or 20 or something. He's started, you know, he got himself a A-list celebrity girlfriend. He started banging, little side chick there. <laughs> but the thing is, meanwhile, Kokonakis is over playing tennis somewhere else and the bloke there arcs up because he's banging his missus too. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not. I just yeah. made that up, but... He did get arced up at, so I'm just assuming it's because he banged his missus. Well, they had a fight afterwards, didn't they? Him and Warrenko or something on the... I don't understand how people were offended I think by it. The uproar was it was factual. It's a fucking great sledge. It's fucking like, awesome. Well played. I like how there was some, again, some people in the media are saying, see, yeah. this is why the Australian public's gone against him. Bullshit. This yeah. is why the Australian public's exactly. fucking behind him. Like, yeah, like, the thing is, I was, I was, I'm not indifferent, but on the side of disliking him, on, but really, I don't give a fuck because I don't watch tennis. So, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, so I was like, oh, he seems like he might be a wanker, but fucking, what do I care? And this one just made me think, hang on. Maybe you guys are fucking wankers, and yep. this dude's all right. And we've been led astray. Yeah. I actually don't mind this dude now. Like, yep. if, I'm, on, is, I'm on board. That's why an isolated incident like this, hey, man, he's gone up in my respect for this. Yep. The other stuff, I don't know anything about. I haven't researched it. So I've got no fucking idea why I don't like him. So maybe I'll get into that. And, then I'll and the thing is, some of the media's like, oh, poor Warinka and everything. Fuck you. He was married <laughs> 10 years, cheated yeah. on his missus with a 19, 20-year-old chick, and then you know, left for her. Well, and then Swiss he's like, man, he's always on the fucking fence. Yeah. And then decide, does he want to be married to her or not? <laughs> and then he's fucking upset because his neutral bastard. 20-year-old girlfriend was uh, getting a bit off a 20-year-old dude. Um, Saturday night, we had uh, Geelong versus Hawthorne. I think we can say that the Kennet curse is well and truly dead by now. Yeah. Um, Hawks, uh, you know, it was really funny because I went to this game and I was sitting there with uh, Dad and both of us said before the game, Geelong looked flat. Just yep. in the warm-ups? Mm, yeah. You're like, the Hawks look crisp. You just go, yeah. they're, they're not on here. You know, you know why that was? Why? I saw it when, um, in the, the pre-games, uh, the you know, early warm-up sort of thing where they're all in the jumpers and everything, they'll run out and Geelong are kicking to the punt road end and they're playing around and whatnot. And then as before they go in, they set up their cones for what they're going to do in the pre-match. And so they go in the change rooms and then Hawthorne come out and they go, fuck it, we'll go punt road end. And they do, they trot down the punt road end, line up behind the cones and just start doing drills. And then you see... Geelong come out and they start heading over like, hang on, they've gone to our fucking end. <laughs> so they, they bugger off at the, uh, you know, the uh, city end and then the runner had to run and pick up all the, the codes codes around the while ball. I saw Roughhead line him up with a pass and just stab past it and right by his nose, <laughs> a shot fair across his bow. I'm just happy Roughhead's hitting targets. <laughs> well, he might have been aiming for him, but either way, he scared the living shit out of him and then he, he's having to do zigzag runs to try and avoid players who are absolutely trying to hassle him. <laughs> of course they were. You know, obviously... The opposition runner 
spends all his time sledging the other players. Of course they do. Yeah. Every single one of them. And look, absolutely do. So these guys are going, all right, we're fucking on here. Look, seriously, <laughs> it's straight up home ground advantage. If it's your home ground, the other team comes out and starts putting cones around everywhere, like this is my space. See, you come out and you say, for you, mate, this is, yeah. our, this is our home. This, this is, is what a Geelong we do. home match, wasn't it? See, that's it? the thing. It's yeah. a Hawthorne home ground. Geelong were the home team. Yeah, yeah. because. Yeah, because um, Geelong play Hawthorne at the MCG because you can fit a fuckload in there c- compared to Skilled Stadium. Well, I mean, it's like Russia annex fucking Crimea. And, <laughs> you know, you're right, though. It is annexed. a Hawthorne home ground that Geelong are just borrowing from the yeah, guy. Yeah. And Geelong are used to setting up at the away end. So yeah, they went down come, the away. Someone come in your front yard and put some cones around going, mate. Just- I think that's bullshit. I think uh, Clarkson's come out and gone, fuck it. We're taking this end. I don't give a shit what they do. <laughs> and then I, I would love to think that someone's gone up like, oi, Clarko, uh, that's actually our end. Fuck off. Okay, okay, we'll fuck off. <laughs> but uh, the punt road end is the away end for, for warm-ups. Like, it, yep. it is decided like that. So um, I think uh, Geelong fucked up and Hawthorne went, all right, we'll make the most of this. They fucking did too. That tell, runner, he, he had tell, some dart. You can tell that um, Geelong were very lucky it was uh, Hawthorne and not yeah. uh, North Melbourne because North Melbourne, they would have taken the cones. They would have kept them. They blew them wide as well. We fucking would have. <laughs> Save us buying some more. <laughs> JB, we saved another 15 bucks. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Gold- we, can, we can eat at half time. <laughs> We've got oranges now. Goldstein's proud as fuck. I'm going to say Boomer would have still kept a couple. <laughs> Used them as bowls or something. Jeez, they, they make those jokes about Goldstein, but... Oh, he could learn from Boomer in oh, how to yeah. keep a dollar in your pocket. Um, so the, the game, yeah, Hawthorne jumped out of the blocks, um, which is really funny because, like I said, I was sitting there with Dan Wins, like, they're, they're going to bury them. Um, yep. Kicked seven goals to one or two in the first quarter, and Hodge had it on a string. Um, yep. Three goals in the first quarter. Yeah, you know, It was a not the hard-fought contest we've been used to seeing. It was space. Um, yeah, and a lot of the times they're running down the left wing because they've got a lot of left footers. But Geelong weren't able to get the same space on the opposite wing or even the same wing when they're trying to return it. Actually, but, um, Mum was at the game too and she was pissed off with that because uh, all what, the... She was at the game? Yeah. <laughs> all the play... Actually, the truth is, um, I said, Mum, we've got a spare ticket. Do you want to go? She goes, no. I go, I'll buy you a jam donut. Okay. So <laughs> like, oh, that fuck. quick. I'm like, my kids don't even cave that quickly. Because <laughs> um, all the play was on the member side wing and we yeah. were on the outer. And she's like, oh, why can't they play out this side? Anyway, <laughs> go on, you're saying. Well, I was just say, one of the fun things I like to do at this match was watch Popolo. Because uh, I've never seen someone so angry at l- literally everything. Um, he was you, even angry at gravity. You've never met when a he little tried- man before, have you? <laughs> yeah, I <gotta> say. <laughs> he was angry at gravity when he tried to mark over David Hale. That, did you see? It, oh, it was, was an absolute, that was mark of the decade if he had have taken it. Him and Cyril Rioli are both competing for um, the dropped mark of the year. And I tell you what, they've got some competition going with themselves because that was unbelievable. He had two bites at it. Yeah, he, he jumped up and actually managed to try and ride another player to almost get as high as David Hale's head. But um, it's a big old head to get on, bloody ride on too. But he had the, the double ride and the double pump and then he's juggled it and bobbled it and fuck, it would have been spectacular had he pulled it down, but uh, he didn't. So Not, to, not to be. No. I, think, I think with that sort of margin as well, you've got a lot of sort of free will to start doing some spectacular stuff and going for the hangers <laughs> instead of going front and centre. And Oh, he loves a hanger. Don't worry about that. Yeah, I think Cyril at his points looked like he could just switch the game onto easy mode for a while and just, you know, just throw him the ball or something and keep running around and just kick some easy goals. It, you've got to be tight on Cyril. You can't give him too much latitude. But yeah. That drove me nuts. Like Watching the game, and you would have seen it yourself, how much space they were giving uh, Gunston and Rioli. Yeah. Like, Gunston, 
if uh, well, look, I'm not pretending I'm an AFL fullback, but if I'm playing on a forward who's rather mobile, just, just pretend you are. What would oh, you do? I would be pretty close to him, I reckon. Exactly I'd, right. I'd probably say, "All right, there you are. I'm going to be right fucking next Am to I you." An he is, he is a very clever runner, though, oh. Gunson. Though he sneaks around <laughs> behind so many he times, does, yeah. no yeah. doubt. But I'd probably try and stay close to him and uh, not let him get, say, five meters in front of me. <laughs> Because uh, it makes you look pretty dumb when he's got the ball and just runs right around you. Also, in the post-match, I heard Ruffy say that uh, he had Harry Taylor on him and he dragged him up the ground mm. as much as he could so he couldn't do the floating across. Yeah. So even though Ruffy's had a quiet night, he's played his role very well. Oh, quite, yeah, 20, you know, 20 touches. But he's been quiet the last month. But to go in, you know, if you've had a, a bad couple of weeks, yep. you want to say, all right, I'm going to stamp my yeah. authority on this game. Yep. And then you're given a role like that. And yep. he's still, you know, looked yeah, up to it. Makes sense. Where Ruffy gets to go up and have a bit of a play out field, get some confidence, get some touches, and also you get Harry Taylor out of the back line where out he's the most line, dangerous. Yeah. The other funny thing too, um, Stokes, he had a fucking shit one. Couldn't get get amongst it. Well, he when he did get the ball, his decision making was terrible. I think he got intercepted at least three times a quarter. A um, lot of pressure on him whenever he touched it too. And. Uh, <laughs> There are plenty of other blokes who are able to find targets. He just was not one of them. Uh, the only highlight I thought for Geelong was uh, Blitzass, I thought, had a, a pretty serviceable game in the ruck. Um, and maybe Motlop was good in flashes. See, I thought Stevie J actually had a good game. Um, he kicked his first two goals on his opposite leg. Um, both snaps around the corner, and they never look like missing. Mm. Um, I mean, all you need to do is get him the ball more often. Uh, which yeah. couldn't happen. Look, Geelong still had a chance to win this in the last quarter, but their kicking for goal was shithouse. Yeah. Um, Walker, I think, mix, missed two or oh. three real gettable shots. 30 out. And the thing was, um, when he missed and Hawthorne then got the kick out, Hawthorne was spent. They had nothing left. The, the last couple of goals that Rioli got were only because he had a, a metre of space. Uh, and, you know, the ball's thumped forward and he can do what he does. Yeah. Hawthorne was spent. They were on the, on the ropes, just like uh, the prelim final last year against Port. Um, so if they kick straight, they put some real pressure on. I reckon John get up. Did they? Get, did James Kelly get injury as well this game? He got subbed out. He got subbed out. Subbed yeah. out to him, or was it, the... it was about the time where the sub usually gets played on. He had a very quiet night. No, yeah. it was. Um, I don't think he was subbed out. Was he uh, replaced with that? No, it was Kelly. Who, Ankles, who got yeah. uh, who got the head high contact just after that? Oh, I uh, don't know. Don't know if there's anybody in this game. It was no. just after the sub was activated. But uh, anyway, apparently he's come up all right because... Uh, We're yeah. making shit up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's good to see that uh, the Hawks are showing uh, Geelong what they do. So it'll be a long time since Geelong hasn't made the finals, but um, it's looking like it could be a chance this year. Yep. Um, but we'll, we'll get into the, the other rounds. Um, on to the other game, which nobody saw, Carlton versus Brisbane. Look, the scores were 131 to 67, but really, uh, whose word have we got to to say that yeah. that happened? Well, uh, the only thing that uh, we would have evidence of it happening was that Carlton lost. I mean, if Carlton had a one by 100 points, we'd be like, oh, come on, bullshit. i tell you what, I, obviously, after we've had uh, Joffre on the podcast, I've um, you've kept up with him on Facebook. Yep. He was loving it. Wasn't he, gone out and bought wooden spoons wholesale. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> they play Carlton, I think, uh, not this weekend, but next. Oh, um, they still want to go awesome. Um, but the funny thing is, Carlton still might avoid the wooden spoon. <laughs> um, just purely on uh, on percentage because Brisbane have got some tough games to come. Yeah, yeah I think Carlton might have a few more hides in, in their future, though. What did you make of uh, Jamison giving uh, Mitch Robinson the cold shoulder? 
Yeah, I mean, it seems like there's always that um, uh, sort of unspoken rule that you leave everything on the field. Yep. And I think the best uh, sort of example of that was Dangerfield versus uh, from Melbourne. Van Berlo. No, not Van Berlo. The other one. Vince. Vince. Bernie, Bernie Vince. Bernie Vince. Yeah. Retagged him, touched him up, gave him the roughing up on the field, and then post a photo on Instagram that night on Instagram of them having a drink. No, yeah. like that's mm. how it should be. Yep, absolutely. So remember, yeah. Goddard and Del Santo had that too. Look, I'm not saying that there aren't situations where you, there are situations where you certainly should not shake a man's hand if he's done something really fucked up. That's not something really nah. fucked up. That you don't shake his hand for. Like that's just being a little whiny bitch. Do you remember um, Geelong versus Fremantle when Crowley went to shake Stevie J's hand? Stevie J shook his hand and then yeah. pushed him with the chest straight up. <laughs> but at least he shook yeah, his hand. Yeah, that's fair play. That's fair play. <laughs> that's okay. I'm, I'm okay with that. I remember, I think it was actually a Geelong-Hawthorne match as well. Uh, they had it as the um, highlights a few years back where, I can't remember the players involved, but the Hawthorne players grabbed the Geelong player by the scruff of the shirt, got his arm cocked back like he's going to do some sort of punch, and the siren goes. And he's like, Oh, shakes his reaches hand. down, shakes his hand, <laughs> lifts right. him up. I don't know if it's the same one, but I remember that happening <laughs> like clear as day. I can yeah. remember it from 1994. Seven yeah. against Bad Adelaide man. or something. <laughs> it was like, literally, yep. read back for the punch, Cyrus gone, shake hands. I but, do remember that as well, but that's yeah. AFL as fuck. And that should be absolutely the way it is all the time. Yeah. But uh, what I did like about it was, you know, um, Jamison's uh, in the change rooms afterwards going, yeah, okay, yeah. You know, I, I did it, I fucked up, I shouldn't have done it. And as far as I'm concerned, that's where it ends. Yeah. Even though we're still talking about it now, but... but yeah. I mean, to be honest... It, it, we got to hear his side of the story because, to be fair, Mitch Robinson seems like a fucking wanker, so he could have he... not liked him for his entire career. Yeah. And now there's the only chance on on camera that he has to shake his hand, like has to shake his hand <laughs> on camera. He's like, I've never shaked a hand once in my life. I'm not going to fucking start now. <laughs> so maybe we've got to hear the other side of the story. And look, on Mitch Robinson, he had a great game. Um, and yeah. uh, he had to do it because he was... He'd burned all his bridges at, uh, at Carlton, and that's yeah, why yeah. he had to go. Yeah. Um, he's got another chance up at Brisbane, um, and he's made the most of it. Now he's said he wants to be in the leadership group. So yeah. hopefully, if you're putting in the performances on the field, you can uh, uh, follow it up. Carlton and, and now have as many bridges as Hawaii. <laughs> <They're fucking laughs> <They're all> nobody. <laughs> I did see um, Stephen Martin apparently is being shopped around a little bit by his uh, yeah, manager. Rumours yeah. are he wants to come back to Melbourne. I As in the it. city, not the team. <laughs> Pretty much. And there'd be plenty of clubs interested too. Fucking he's, nice. He has had a fucking good season. I'll give you a tip. If he's on the market, there's 17 clubs interested. Yeah, interested. Let's try and pick a Melbourne-based team that doesn't want him, that couldn't yep. use him. Not that wouldn't want him, but couldn't use him. Well, yeah, even uh, North, if they pull him, Goldstein's going to sub his contract over and just uh, take a bit of cream off the top and make money that way. <laughs> Goldstein will find a way to make money. But anyway, it's good to... The only other positive thing I could see about this game was Brisbane have had a fucking shit house year. Um, this is yep. if they lose this, they're pretty much stitched up um, the number one draft pick. Yep. They still might get the number one draft pick, like we said, but there's no tanking there. There's yeah. like they're playing for careers, they're playing for pride. Um, it's good to see, and they're playing to try and get a crowd. To me, um, one of the differences was that. Brisbane Lions wanted to put on a show, and Zorko yeah. had oh, some Zorkos. beautiful game-breaking runs. Don't he? Pretty sure um, I tipped Zorko as a dark darkie for the Brownlow stars. He did. I think he did. What yeah. a genius am I? He'll <laughs> <laughs> get uh, double figures, maybe. Yeah, but look, look, I think it's irrelevant where Brisbane finish at the end of the season because I think they've still got a squad there that they can do something with. I think they've still got a skeleton there that they can build on, or they've got enough good, experienced players there that they can learn, uh, teach the other younger players coming to their squad. We said that at the start of the year, and we were wrong. I did say they'd sneak into the eight. Uh, Yeah, 
they're lucky to have eight points, to be honest. Yep. But on their uh, midfield uh, potential, they should be yep. playing finals. Uh, just got to keep them all on the park. Yeah. Well, that Luke and one coming back actually. Yeah, that and you've got to be able to find a target up forward, which yeah. they just haven't been able to do. Their goals generally come from midfielders breaking lines and kicking him from 45 out. Speaking of Luke McGon, um, <laughs> it took me a while to realise who he was. Who was yeah. It's been a long <laughs> time. Like, I know this dude. Who is he? That's right. Look, Richmond. Yeah, that's Richmond. Yeah, that's right. He used to stick it up for us too. He used to just do fucking horrible things at fullback for Richmond. <laughs> and they stick him in full forward down at uh, Brisbane. He starts having a blinder. Gee, Rance has really gone against tradition there, hasn't he? He has. He's, he's really ruined. Like, for... <laughs> it must be like when you go to the old times, Richmond. It must be the other fullbacks. They're going, you fucking cunt. You <laughs> asshole. Hey, is this scumbag? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Joel Bowden's still handballing oh, behind him. Yeah. Anyway, Josh had the Coral Box this one, so we'll switch over to him. He can tell us all about it happened. He had the best view. I had a great view, actually. Um, again, shout out to uh, Melbourne Jeep for putting me up there. Um, you would have had no idea who the fuck I was, but I, I had say, a good time. Did Melbourne Jeep know they were putting you up there? No. No clue. No, maybe you could have legend, stat- legend status amongst Melbourne Jeep now for your antics in the night. Oh, who knows? Look, uh, we've always said on this show, we are absolutely fine with selling out. If you're willing to sponsor us and... You know, even let me make car noises while I'm at the footy. I'm all up, all about that. You'll be the weirdest bloke there. <laughs> no. Weirdest bloke here, though. <laughs> um, I was actually also at this game, but um, I took uh, the five-year-old. Oh, you plebbed it. <laughs> I did. Uh, beautiful seats. Uh, I remember going in. Trained it in. <laughs> I, I parked, but um, with the AFL membership, I, went, I said to the steward, like, uh, where's the AFL reserve for walk-up today? And he goes, the whole bottom level. Like, <laughs> That's it, bastard. Let's go. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. We were down the Richmond end, and we could see right across the ground the Gold Coast supporters. They were the only motherfuckers wearing orange. There was yep. no love for Gold Coast whatsoever. Which, look, if you're, if you're a Gold Coast fan, even if you love your footy, you're thinking, I'm going to end a fucking wet, cold <laughs> Melbourne. Watch my team get flogged. Nah, fuck that. I'm staying home. Um, but, uh, red, they didn't worry about it. Um, there were some okay passages of play. I had to watch it on replay because um, um, my little fellow, all he wanted to do was colour in and wanted me to help him. <laughs> I'm like, okay, do you want to go home early? Because, you know, the game's not that great. We can beat the traffic. He's like, no, I want to stay till the end. He starts colouring in again. As soon as I saw Vickery, I think he got the first or the second goal. Um, as soon as I saw him put one straight through, I'm like, oh, Richmond are home here. Yeah. When he has a good game, yeah. which has actually been fairly regularly in the last it, couple of months. It takes seven other players to make sure Vickery has a good game. <laughs> it, does. it does. It does. It is hard work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know when he's on, the opposition is having a shit one. <laughs> but um, yeah, he had a, a great game, has a good grabs, uh, some nice goals. Kicked um, straight too. From, uh, the one he kicked after the siren was a bit of a cracker from yeah. a fair way that out. That was. But just nice style, kicked right through it. Good to see from outside 50. Yeah. Yeah, he um, was cruising. Again, Richmond looked like a very different side whenever Delidio's there. Very uh, much he, so. He was missing last week when they lost uh, Adelaide. Yep. Um, just a couple of plays of brilliance, you know, around the boundary line. Oh, uh, yes. He keeps it in and, you know, gets the ball back. It's just so good. And it was someone's fucking 150th. Might have been Trent Cotchin's 150th or something. I think it might have been, And yeah. we won, so that breaks that curse, I think. Um, uh, Gold Coast actually had some players that showed a bit, um, I thought. Um, Tom Lynch? Uh, Tom Lynch, he's, yeah. he's looked dangerous up forward. Yeah, um, Aaron Hall was a big one. Aaron Hall, yeah, he really showed that um, he knows how to find the footy and how to use it. And I think just keep making the most of the chance 
that yep. he's been given. Um, especially, what was he, Ford? He plays Ford mainly or something like that? Yeah. yeah. But, Thank you, fucker. I mean, you look at the, the outs for the Gold Coast, and I didn't realise how strong they were until you look at what they've got out. You look at that midfield where they're missing Ablett, O'Meara, Prestia, and Swallow. Exactly. Where you got that, that midfield, and you're like, Jesus, we can do anything with this. You Literally, take- every best of Ferris they've ever had is out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mind you, that's only two players. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you take the starting midfield out of any team, leaving Hawthorne, they're going to struggle. Yeah, of course so. Um, <coughs> Benell was a little bit quiet after a great month that he's had, but um, well, who, who impressed me really was Stephen May. Yeah, um, yeah. Even you know the, the side's struggling um, on, on the scoreboard as well as on the season. He was still giving absolutely everything and um, yep. marshalling the troops down back. Mm. Not all of them listened, but at least he was still there. Exactly, doing his yeah, most. Absolutely, you got to stand up and get people involved. And the ball was down there a fair bit. Um, unfortunately, the same wasn't true on the other end. It had come to the Gold Coast forward line and bounced straight back out. Yeah, uh, Basher Hooley had some beautiful runs too, and. Unlike what's happened in the past, where we've said he'll kick when he's finished running, he was making good decisions. He was. Absolutely yeah, he was. Under plenty of pressure, yep. too. Hitting target. <laughs> Moderate <laughs> pressure. Yeah, and even when Griggs is kicking goals on the run around the corner, you know you're yeah. travelling all right. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, let's be honest, Griggs, no chance of hand passing ever. <laughs> <in that position. laughs> not going to happen. Hey, Tykes, 22 goals, 6. Yeah. That's not a bad effort. You've got to love yeah. that conversion. And especially where we had a couple of games where we did really bad in that aspect. So it's good to see that they've made a tweak to whatever they're doing and it's worked. Yeah. Like the, the players have got the faith or whatever the fuck they do, but it's actually worked. They have saw a problem and they've been able to adjust and, and neutralize it. Um, Bulldogs in Melbourne over at Etihad Stadium. Um, most uh, notable as well because the uh, women's match was on earlier. Yeah. Um, I thought it was great to see in the women's match when in one incident there was, um, you know, a... Uh, tight ball up or something and one of the girls has gone the old the punch in the guts <laughs> yeah. I thought, you girls are fucking taking this serious Good job um, country chick unfortunately I, I didn't get a chance to um, find out the number or who it was but yep. whoever it was I'll, I'll try my hardest to find yeah. out well, look, I, I, struggled, I struggled to find stats from the game so yeah. <laughs> look we're, we'll get her on the show uh, we'll have a bit of interview we're more than happy to pump them up because uh, I remember listening during the week I can't remember who was on Triple M saying it but they were, like, they were talking about the footy uh, women's footy yeah. uh, as a curtain raiser and they're going to be involved in the finals as well just saying well, would you pay money to go see it and yeah I would I actually would go pay money not a lot as but, a package <laughs> to go see uh, the women's footy match especially if it was a curtain raiser I love how you have this whole speech about women's. I'll you know, go oh watch this God, game. Be as long as something else to watch afterwards. I love women. No, oh my God. <laughs> as long as it's a curtain raiser. No, especially if it was a curtain raiser, I said. I'm still paying money and I'm going to see their footy. What's the problem? <laughs> I t- I'll tell you what. I, I've actually gone to a curtain raiser and left before the main. <laughs> really? Mind you, it was in Sydney. Oh, yeah. The curtain raiser was the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> really? And the, then they had a Harlem Globetrotters game, and afterwards was Western Sydney versus Sydney in the, <laughs> Jesus. In, in the NBL. Oh, oh, I God. swear, 90% of the crowd left. <laughs> <laughs> what fucking promoter did that shit? <laughs> well, the NBL do anything to try and get somebody yeah, to watch. That's true. So we went, and I think I was corporate tickets, actually, um, yeah. uh, <laughs> to watch the Harlem Globetrotters. And I think they only paid, like, I guess thirds. Right. Because <laughs> after the third... Um, <laughs> I can't call it a quarter period. period. The yeah. third period, they went, oh, and they're finished. And they're like, oh, uh, well, look over there, three. look over there. And then the, the Sydney Kings and the, I think the Western Sydney Razorbacks, I don't even know they still exist, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. came out. And I went, oh, there's an NBL game on? I'm like, 
trains leaving soon. <laughs> I don't know if I saw the first tip. But, um, anyway, so That's the funny thing. You knew, knew more players playing for the Globetrotters than for the NBA. Yeah, pretty hell. Um, yeah. I, um, ESPN sometimes show old Globetrotters games from like the 70s and Do 80s. Um, and I watched one once. Everything's the same. Oh, yeah. Really? It's same all the same. same, same all gags. the same. Yeah. It's a franchise. Yeah. <laughs> TV ruined them. <laughs> the other thing about the Chicks game... Um, I think it was quite amazing the skill level that was actually there. Like the goal kicking. Oi, I think we've got to mention Taylor Harris, don't we? Like, yeah. She had a maybe mind the age or it might have been um, the Herald Sun said that she could she should be able to teach Cloak and Kennedy about kicking style and kicking accuracy. There was nothing nothing wrong with their kicking styles. Yeah, and she wasn't the only one. Textbook. She took yeah. a hanger too. Yeah, which, nice no, it didn't hurt at all. So that'll get excited about women's footy. Yeah, right. She can get. She can come on the show too. But it was actually it was a close game too. It was only four points difference. I think at the end of it, I think um, Melbourne won six four to uh, Western Bulldogs five six. There you are. And I think that was the second inaugural game they've had. I think they won last year as well. No, the well, second this year. Oh, this year, sorry. But yeah. I think it's four or five games they've had, and I think yeah. Melbourne is still undefeated. Well, yeah. they're they're pumping it up, saying they want more AFL men's teams to have a women's team as well they're trying to create a women's league yeah, yeah. and uh, I'm, all, I'm all for that I think that's going to be fantastic actually one little side step to that you know uh, you know that uh, women come to old timers these days yeah yeah. You, yeah they have their own women's league it's been going a couple of years now yeah and uh, you know old timers for any footy club footy clubs are generally very traditional like a lot of footy clubs they're amalgamating with netball teams or having women's footy leagues and whatnot. and they're some of the old lads are a little bit worried. They're like, oh, you know, some of these old-timers events, they get a bit rowdy. Uh, you know, there might be a... It's a country footy league, so there's going to be nudity. But uh, by the end of the night, everyone was drunk. There was nudity still, and a uh, food fight happened, and good time was had by all. And there was boobs this time. I was going to say, if you can go to a country league um, old-timers and pick the men from the women, you're doing a good <laughs> job. Well, well, I tell you what, I thought... Women keep their pants on half the time. Because <laughs> cool, we, remember we, we used to have the, the two high schools in Broken Hill would play yeah. a, a game every year. And they'd yeah. have the women's... The, the, I guess the girls' game first, yeah. and then the, oh, bo- the men's afterwards. Yeah. They had to cancel the women's game for too many fights. Yeah, exactly. Because it was so funny, because I, I was playing... Uh, when they stopped those, they probably start them up again now. Yeah. Um, when we, the the boys would have our game, we go shake hands and we go, guys, we got finals in the proper league. Yeah, yeah. Let's go light today. Yeah. So <laughs> the boys' games were kind of a little bit relaxed like that. There were still yeah. fights. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> it's country you know, footy. Plus, they were never close, so we no. smashed them. Well, they're saying that um, the participation levels in women's footy um, uh, around the country has gone something astronomical in the last it's couple of years. It's been crazy. Well, they look like, young. Yeah, oh, there's a lot of uni students and that good, kind of though. stuff That's playing it in this yeah. game. But I think they said something like 30% of really? players in the in um, suburban and, and country leagues around the country are, are women, which I, I couldn't believe. Yeah. Uh, mm. um, look, amazing, yeah. trying they to start up the women's league. And it, you can pay them 10% less. <laughs> um, starting up the women's league for the AFL teams, it's not going to make money on its own. No. Um, yeah. it, it, because women's sport for whatever reason, struggles to do that. It's um, because it's country, boring to watch, let's be honest. It's not going to be as good to watch as the men's. Okay. Um, but um, it's something to encourage more participation at the grassroots level. Yeah. Um, I think uh, they say that membership bases are 50% female or, or pretty much close to it. Mm. So on that side of the coin, um, yeah. I think it's a very smart business move and the PR side of it as well. Look, let's don't gloss over it and, and say, you know, it's tokenism and all that kind of stuff. It's a great move business-wise. Yeah. Yeah. Off its own bat, it's not going to make any money. But exactly. ne- neither is the Oz kickers at half-time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Neither is the NBL. 
No, it's the NBL's yeah. fucking stupid. That's <laughs> we've got the NBA. In. Actually, that would be a realistic target. If the women's AFL can beat the crowds at the NBL, uh, I think that'd be a success, and I think it's uh, possible. I think it's I, I think it's very possible just with um, because there's more players, so yeah. you'd have more, yeah, exactly. more family members. More family members. I think you get there. You just have the parents of the players come. I think you're going to beat NBL. <laughs> yep. Um, on to the actual game, um, Bulldogs and Melbourne. Bulldogs put the first 12 goals on the board, and I think it was a struggle after that, Melbourne, to come back from 12 goals. I think they struggled after the first four on the board. Well, you know, they were a bit unlucky with the first 12 goals, really. I think there's uh, <laughs> some umpires did some stuff and <laughs> shit happened. Jeez, the Bulldogs were crisp. Weren't they? They, they were really good. They were run out of the back line, and crisp. every handball was uh, hit a target. The <laughs> um, there's a lot of crisps. Um, yeah. the, Geez, they looked on. Um, Melbourne weren't that shocking in the first quarter, but Bulldogs were just on another level. Yeah. Well, what, but then, when we look at the cellar dwellers, like you've got Melbourne, Carlton, and Brisbane, Melbourne are much, much better than those two teams. I think so too. Yeah. Um, not so converted on the actual ladder, but uh, if I was a Melbourne supporter, you've got a, a good coach. You've got some fucking spectacular future players in Hogan, Gorn. They've got that yeah. core. Um, Brayshaw has had a pretty good season. Petraka, we haven't even seen yet. Hey, look, yeah. Time out. Going off Richmond, I feel like I'm qualified to comment on the bottom <laughs> half of the, the ladder. And one thing you, that you sort of take on board when you're assessing your, your team and how they're going is that am I going to be more disappointed next season or am I going to be a little bit happier next season? And that tells a lot with where you're going with your club. And Melbourne, they're going to be a lot happier next season. I think so. But there's a lot of clubs that are around them who, they're not going to be very happy next season. Well, I yep. think Melbourne will move up solely because I can see Essendon just tanking completely next year. Um, so they'll be able to pencil in wins against uh, Essendon, probably still maybe Brisbane and definitely Carlton. So I think they'll go up next year. But um, even so, they're, they're getting some games into some youngsters. And look, if, if Hogan's not on a, a 10-year contract, Oh, soon I'd be shocked. <laughs> if Hogan signs a 10-year contract, he's a dumb cat. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Maxi Gorn signed on again uh, during this year. I'll tell you what, perfect timing from him. Yep. Puts together one month of good footy, signs a new contract. Yep. <laughs> well done, lad. <laughs> well played, whoever his manager is. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, that they were just blown out of the water by how crisp the dogs were. And dogs had winners all over the ground. Um, it's not just that Melbourne... Melbourne aren't quite up to finals... Um, Ability at the moment, but Western Bulldogs are playing some damn good football. Sitting fourth, mind you. <coughs> Sitting yeah. fourth. Um, they got Frio this week, which would be a massive test for them. Yeah, um, no, West Coast, I think. West Coast, sorry. West Coast. But they're not a lucky fourth. Like, if you get no, like, they haven't they had... Fucking uh, earned it. They're, how the fuck are they there, fourth? Yeah, yeah they've, they've picked up wins against the teams they should beat, as well as beating a few teams that you thought they might struggle against. So they're beating everyone. Yeah, just about. But... Um, no, and they're playing fantastic-looking football. It's beautiful to watch. Like, they're, they've got endless amounts of speed, um, as opposed to Coke, which is the clock <laughs> thing. But um, they're, they're able to just run in just beautiful packs and find an open player, uh, which has been a mark of Hawthorne as well. Uh, the ability to run far enough away that a hand pass doesn't mean the player who's about to tackle you tackles the other bloke as well. Yeah. Um, and they've also not just had one person out of the pack, but a person beyond that who's willing to get the second hand pass out. Yeah. Almost like what Port did when they uh, dominated last season. For yeah, the it's, it's, so crap. it's those handballs out of packs that are, they go five metres in front of somebody who runs onto it at full mm, pelt. Yeah. Um, yep. And then away they go. Um, I mean, 
just how good Bulldogs have got. Everybody said it. You know, they were the basket case in the off season, and then yeah. now they're sitting in the top four. But it's even things like, um, did you know there was an AFL player named Shane Biggs? You know, before this year, no, um, and he's picked up twenty four touches and kicked the goal for Bulldogs, and he's had a good month, really. Again, um, it's those kind of players that um, you're on your fringe that start yep. to contribute, and then yep. pushes everybody else up as well. And it's almost like they've been forced to blood a lot of young players and just rely on the natural talent, and, 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 and they've done worked. it, and it's and worked. It, yeah, yeah. Like, it's good management from um, it's perfect. Whatever the, the whole team of coaches are doing there, they've just nailed it. And especially to come out firing like that, it says that their preparation for games and whatever they're doing, they're speaks, nailing it. Speaks a lot for a first year coach. Yeah, too, exactly. Mm-hmm. The only problem is I. I can't uh, see a lot of Western Bulldogs games because they're not on free to air, and that's going to change next year. And I can't listen to them because you have BT just go, the oh, the package, package. the package. Fuck off! He is terrible. Kick him in his package. <laughs> yeah. It's the only good thing about uh, them having so many Foxtel games is you don't have to listen to them. Yeah, um, <laughs> Bont. Um, he, he's back amongst it too. Good yep. to see him kick another couple of goals after he had uh, another great game um, last week against Port. So yeah. good to see he backed it up. It, it's scary how young their stars are. He's 19, Bontepelli. He's fucking 19. If you look at the scoring worm from that game, it looks like one of the settings on my Stairmaster. <laughs> it, it is amazing. <laughs> You've got a Stairmaster? No, but it's funny if I say I do. <laughs> <laughs> on the Stairmaster I once saw. Because it, it's funny that um, Bulldogs won by nearly 100 points, 98 points, and went a quarter without kicking a goal. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, on to the most um, <laughs> built-up derby that I can ever remember. I mean, I know that they've had others that um, you know were in finals yeah. and, and bigger ones, but geez, the, the talk about this one in Melbourne was massive. Yeah. Let alone what it what yeah, must exactly. be like in, over there. As in we heard about it. Oh, we heard about Which it. Which we normally don't. Five minutes. In, we almost cared about it more. We're like, this is important for well, what happens with there. As a Hawthorne supporter, I did because if West Coast lost, it means we go into second. <laughs> People were looking at you know bookings, uh, you know, some days off and shit for the weekend well, games in Hawthorne, uh, Melbourne for the finals. Well, yeah, because people have got five for the Brownlow, so if it gets reported, they want to know about it. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, also they got Goldstein's in the Argus Darky for the Brownlow. Yeah, a lot of people, I think, have uh, put money on Goldstein now. Um, you know? Yeah, Goldstein's got money on Fife. Yeah, Brett's laying off on Goldstein. <laughs> They've got 10 grand on Fife is laying off on Goldstein. Well, I think the ones that Fife's uh, have already paid out on. Yeah, now it's laying off. <laughs> yeah. um, West Coast, uh, their midfield was just dominant. Um, Fremantle have earned the right, I think, to play bruise-free. Um, oh, yeah. Because, uh, yep. I mean, they've only lost three. And they're going to finish with the minor premiership. Um, nothing short of a miracle can stop that from happening. So now they can afford to rest a few players. And, you know, the ones that are making the the long um, plane flight over the, um, the other side of the country can now let's rest a couple. Well, um, absolutely. Because if you're Ross Lyon, you don't give a fuck about the minor premiership. No. Um, well, there's the only achievement you want is a, a premiership. Yeah. Making the grand final means nothing to Fremantle. No. Um, uh, they need to win. That's... Um, their pass mark is the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah, they can't be. West Coast have already surprised everyone, I think, um, including themselves. But um, if they got knocked out in, let's say, in a prelim, mm. they could still go back and go, you know what? It's been a pretty good fucking year, boys. Oh, yeah. yeah that, that, that would be That's one true. where the, their season review would be pretty positive. Yeah. If, if Frio comes second by a point, like, you know, they get to the grand final and lose by a point, there's going to be shit at the fan. Because their window is getting uh, narrow, a little, little bit narrower. We're going to see uh, Ross Lyon just go fucking mental after that. Is there anything he's missing? Is like the coach is the ring, this, yep. the the crown. I can see the laptop flying through the screen. I, but if you think the Premiership, 
before he coach before his uh, coaching career is done, then he sort of drops out of the the ranks of those people who talk about the greatest coaches of these eras. Yeah, we, we've said it many times before, and Terry Wallace um, said it on the radio beautifully. Who's the best coach to never win a premiership? And you go, um, uh, you go exactly me. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, uh, what about the uh, the nice little elbow? Um, well, there was a from fair Silvani. bit of uh, yeah, Jesus. fair bit of nastiness coming out of that because of the elbow and the biting incident. It, well, that was the, uh, from Massey yeah, yeah. on the other side. Mm, yeah. um, derbies are known to have a bit of spite in them. Yep. Um, but uh, that elbow, uh, I think they reported as being seventy meters off the ball or something like that. Oh, you could see it. Something Very, ridiculous. Yeah, it was well, well away, uh, yeah. eighty maybe. Talking which, a fucking lesson though. We'll unless you're, again. unless your Barry Hall is in play. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's. It's been sent straight to the tribunal. Um, any yep. predictions? Well, considering Cripps has got a fractured um, jaw, um, I don't think we'll see him in regular season. <laughs> I'm predicting we'll see him in Vegas in a couple of weeks, and oh. he'll be there until March, I reckon. I, <laughs> March, maybe April. Yep. <laughs> maybe April. <laughs> maybe April. Um, yep. I, I can't see it being less than yeah, five. He's going to go on a study tour over in Europe or some shit. But it was, yeah. Unless he gets the, the blokes who uh, had a look at Cooney's last week. In that case, he'll get two. Gets a reference from <laughs> from his mum or something. Just gets a bill. Uh, it's pretty hard to get a reference on that one. Um, I, I th- What's the fucking evidence? You fucking did it. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's going to be very interesting um, what happens then. Uh, because Zach Dawson comes back in after his fucking stupid um, suspension. Yeah. But Frio, going into the finals, Ryan Crowley comes out of suspension in the second week of the finals. Yeah. You going to play him? Well, you, if you're can't. if you're out, Savani, maybe you do. Maybe oh, he's not really a player you give the vest to, but no. um, yeah. he's definitely someone that in finals he's a sort of bloke that will do anything to win, and those are always handy to have. Yeah, I think uh, got- literally he'll he'll grab a fucking runner and belt the other player with the runner if he needs to. I think they've got enough of those players as well, though. I think there are a few people that would be putting their hand up for that role. But I think they won't... But are they as, are they as dirty as Crowley? Ballantyne. He's no, he's as hated season. as ba- Crowley. But yeah, I think... He's uh, dirty, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's yeah. a shithead. But um, I think Crowley is worse. I don't think they will. I think that they'll put him in there to plug gaps if someone gets injured or whatever omissions they have. But I think on own merit, you can't have someone who hasn't had match fitness coming in the second months. round. Second hasn't played round. in over 12 months. Can't he's not that. a walk-in. You cannot do that. Can he... Walk into a preliminary no, file. No, I cannot do that. I, I, I 100% agree with you, but it's not a bad trump to have up your hand. Hey, look, put no. him in the resis and next weekend, maybe, but Jesus, I don't Jesus see, hard. I don't see how you take someone out of that squad to put him in there. Look, if you got an injury, and let's yeah. say, and you're playing a preliminary, prelim final at home, and let's say it's against Hawthorne, yeah. and Sam Mitchell's been killing it, jeez, yeah. you... I'm not saying you put him in, but yeah. geez, you think about it. You'd, you'd think about it, but... Well, you'd, you'd have to sort of take it, well, the old saying, take it week by week. You'd sit him down on the, the Tuesday before and see how he goes on the track. And look, a bloke like that's a competitor. So he will go out and kill himself to try and get the team across the line. If you say, your job is to never go more than a metre from Sam Mitchell, you make sure if he gets the ball, your thumbprint's on it at least. Well, I mean, and that's how he plays. That's the only yeah. good thing. I think he's the only player, maybe besides Sandlands, yep. you can consider playing in a final after 12 months off. Yeah. Because it's not like he, he uses the ball well or it's his touch yeah. that, 
he needs to get back. He's ferocious. He stands next to somebody and makes sure that he doesn't get the ball. You, I think you can maybe do that. But, yep. geez, it's a brave coach that puts somebody in after 12 months in a prelim. I agree. And I think you'll find even the, the best competitors at whatever high-level sport you're doing, they'll all agree that the ring rust is real. Yeah, absolutely you know? it is. Um, but, uh, well, I was going to move on and talk a bit about uh, West Coast and how deep they're going to go. Pritis, pretty quiet match. Yeah, he was. Um, but um, their midfield was absolutely killing it, so he can afford to. That's what I mean. The, the midfield that they've got is fucking spectacular. Oh, and they keep getting defenders injured, and they keep <laughs> replacing them, and they're doing fucking brilliantly. You're, that's the other issue for them now. Um, Schofield's gone down as well. It looks mm. like a hammy, so that's another couple of weeks. How many more people can they come up, put in defense, and kill it? I think they might have reached their limit now. I fucking <laughs> hope so, or else they're... The other teams are fucked. But, I mean, they're hosting Bulldogs this week, and uh, they've lost Schofield as well. But there is a good chance that they could get Nick Nat back. And I think yeah. the emotion of getting Nick Nat back is going to be something amazing for them. And, look, that's going to be a spectacular match. Um, Western Bulldogs have been putting on some fantastic matches. West Coast are always brilliant to watch with their star midfield. Um, look, if you don't watch this match... you. You don't like You're missing football. out. You don't like football if you're no. not watching this one. Look, and the Bulldogs, go, go Bulldogs, to the match. Well, I mean, West Coast, they can't... Um, they sell out before the game even starts every week because well, yeah. of the way their membership structured. Um, but Bulldogs have already come out and said, we're going to try and run them off their feet, um, which it's I think... It's a big fucking call. It's obvious the way the Bulldogs play, but, geez, I'll tell you what, I, it sounds like they're going to go out all guns blazing, and they have to. Mm. Um, if they want a top four spot, um, they win it and uh, just quietly that would help Hawthorne lovely <laughs> if they could do that. Um, yeah, that's going to be an actual cracker, but it's good to see that the, the derbies are still uh, still fiery. Oh, still like the bit of the biff. Well, it um, makes a big difference when you're one and two as well. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and I think if Frio won this, it would have been 21-21 in derbies as well, but uh, oh, really? now they're two behind. But um, they, you never know. They might have another derby left in them Yeah, this that's year. true. That's yeah. true. But, but again... Lions doesn't give a shit about the derby score. He just no. wants the flag. Did so, you see that? He was asked that, actually, in one of the press conferences. Um, I'm assuming from a WA journalist. He said, you know, you're excited about uh, you know the derby. It'll be all even if you win. He goes, yeah, I'm excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, does not give a shit. Yep. It's not going to be... Uh, this is Ross Lyons, 68 years old, two-time derby winner. No. <laughs> <laughs> all he wants is that one ring. Yeah, yeah. But uh, look, uh, Frio... Uh, you might say that it was a it was a lackluster um, performance, and you might say, you know, oh, what does this mean coming to the finals? No, nah, they're just they'll rest, coast in, wait till yep. week one of the finals, and then they'll be a, all about it again. And I think they've got that sort of leeway where they can really have a sort of recuperating couple of weeks, yep. and then especially for an older side as well. Yeah, yeah. And when you hear Damien Harbick talk about his uh, setting up in in four week blocks, I'm assuming that most coaches do the same sort of yeah. structure or some similar uh, block structure. And when you look at, at how you adjust that mid-season, because I'm guessing you don't follow up from beginning to end in that order uh, and keep it that way. You'd have to adjust with how you're sitting on the ladder and, and how your strategy's going to play out with if you're playing finals and that. Yep. So I'd imagine that it gives him a lot more options with how he structures that, uh, setting up his whole program for the the finals run. Yeah, I guarantee you'd have it down to a, a, yeah. an exact science. And I think that's, exactly that's, what he's that's doing more valuable it. than the one-week break in the finals, I think. Yeah. So on to round 21, and uh, we, we can start to... You know, put some lines through teams in finals and what they need to do um, to get on here. Yep. Uh, Hawthorne hosting Port at Etihad Stadium on Friday night. Yeah. Um, 
only disappointment is it's not at the MCG, but I think there's other commitments there. Um, yeah, yeah. Or, or no, that was last time. No, um, it, yeah, it should be at the MCG this one, but never mind. Um, Port, uh, they I think they need to win their last three games straight and win well to make finals. And, yeah, Port ain't making it. And Hawks need to win the their next after this game. They've got uh, Brisbane and Carlton, so there's nothing but percentage boosters there. Yeah. Um, oh, geez, that last Carlton game. Or anyone that turns up to that is must just love Lost. dominatrix style <laughs> bondage because that shit is just going to be terrible. Uh, I mean, why wouldn't you rock up? Who doesn't love seeing Carlton lose by dominatrix points? bondage? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can only beat a dead horse so many times. There's only going to be two Fucking dominatrix bondage. You into? There's only going to be two kinds of supporters rocking up, and that's Hawthorne ones that love a slaughter and Collingwood ones that love to see Carlton get thumped. <laughs> um, or maybe Essendon. You never know. Um, so I, I think Hawthorne should get the job done, but you never know with Port. Um, they can turn it on uh, at, at times, so th- they might come to play. Yeah. yeah. Collingwood-Richmond at the MCG. Um, Richmond still need uh, wins to cement their spot in the finals. I mean, it's just about there, but um, Collingwood, uh, season's finished. Um, coming back from Sydney. Yeah. Uh, I think I think the Tigers... Delidio's playing, the Tigers are going to win this one. Yeah, look, I think we should win it, but... See, Collingwood aren't as bad as, as what the results, results are. Yeah. So it's always going to be tough. And look, I think Richmond will go 2-1 and one in the last three games, I reckon. I'm just not sure where they're going to slot in. So I reckon if, if they win this one, we'll probably lose to North in round three, uh, round 23. 23. Um, if, if, if we win this one, um, then yeah. No, I think Richmond are going to tear them a new one. Uh, I just don't think the back line of Collingwood match up. I tell you what, um, MCG twenty one degrees on Saturday. It's going to be a beautiful day for footy. Um, I, I reckon we might rock up for this one. Yep. Uh, uh, the Derby or Derby? Uh, no. Uh, what do they call it? The, the the Battle of the Bridge or some shit? Oh yeah, that's crap. They, they, yeah. they call GWS versus Sydney. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be interesting if Franklin rocks up. Um, yeah. He's had a, a bad back for a couple of weeks, um, and Phil Davis is out for the rest of the season, like we said. So he's. Uh, his obvious matchup is not there. I think um, Sydney might just turn turn it on here and, and yep. get a nice 10, 12 goal win. Yeah, I think they'll sort of. Um, when with Heaney going down as well and Buddy probably not playing, I think you might see a lot of the other people get a lot more running games going. Um, Did Heaney go down? Yeah, he had an injury, didn't he? Um, mm. Not sure. Uh, might have. I think um, well, obviously Parker's gone, mm. and somebody else had a knock on the. Oh, that's right. Gary Rowan had a knock on the knee. Oh, really? remember he had a knock and he was in the trainer's arms and then the ball came and he had a shot on goal oh, that's right, yeah. he was fine <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah um, but no I think Sydney easy there I'm, I'm going GWS just because there's always that roughy every week it would be very interesting if they get up I, I think um, they're starting to tire yeah that's what I think like you can see it from a, a season perspective but also on a game perspective yep. they, they can't last the four quarters at this point of the season yeah it, Swans had uh, Laidler go down with a hamstring, Parker with the ankle that we talked about, and Heaney with a hip. Yeah. Heaney, hip, there you go. Um, uh, Gold Coast hosting Essendon at Metricon Stadium. Anyone betting on Essendon had better have the fix in because fuck me, you're an eternal optimist if you're willing to back them for anything. Anyone going to the after is in for a good fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> if someone's not injecting drugs, they're yep. snorting them. They won't just play two quarters and go, fuck it. <laughs> We're done. Yep. Uh, the the Gold Coast, sunny. The Pfizer we, Cup. We? We're in the Gold Coast? Yes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's up yeah, at Metricon. Double checked on. Uh, St. Kilda hosting Geelong at Etihad. 
you reckon Essendon will come back? Or will they do a Sierra Leone athlete just go <laughs> yeah. there and stay? Yeah. They might claim asylum. <laughs> a few of them should be put in an They're asylum. Like, Fuck, Christmas Island, shit. <laughs> Actually, uh, yeah. Next week. Okay. <laughs> all right. Yep. Got the all clear. Thank you for the Thank you for the This was the first week where I've seen a, an overrule of the score review. For a while, but, yeah. Well, for fucking ages. But um, anyway, the, the Cats uh, seem to be interesting because last uh, last week the Cats fans couldn't boo because uh, <laughs> yeah. they were pretty much told not to. And this week they tried to boo Brian Lake, but he didn't give a fuck and they were getting thumped. <laughs> Brian Lake's well and truly used to it. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but th- they might actually get a chance to boo someone and for it to mean anything. Uh, against the Saints so they'll be out in force and they'll be booing like buggery so nobody in particular they're just like finally we're allowed to boo so we may as well pretty <laughs> much I, suggesting? I think uh, Armitage would cop it just cause why um, not yeah probably have a bit of a blinder see the only problem is they could St Kilda fans would be like oh what, what, why are they true cheering for Rewalt they, they love Rui <laughs> Rui yay Rui Rui does Bruce play for us now I don't know but um, yeah no, I, I can still see the cats running away with it um, how many points are Adelaide going to beat Brisbane by? Oh, fuck. T- all of them. All of them? Yep. Yeah. Um, it, it won't be close. It, the only um, interesting thing could be if Eddie Betts is a day out, he might challenge for the Coleman. Um, it's a long way for him to get there. I think yeah. uh, Kennedy... Actually, during the derby last week, they already started calling Kennedy the Coleman medalist. Did they? <laughs> um, which, yeah, they're not wrong. Yeah. But, um, still, a little bit early. Um, yeah, Adelaide are going to absolutely thump him at Adelaide Oval. The thing is, though, if I was coaching Brisbane well besides having a job I would just tell my midfielders pair up whatever danger like whoever's say Zorko on danger wherever he goes you go and you just watch the way he does everything see I was thinking the same thing I'll put Zorko on danger and go let's let's <laughs> he was going to get his 30 you get your 30 make yours count more yeah um, a bit like uh, Fife and Dangerfield um, just let the two stars go for it yeah um, same with Sloan you can throw oh, probably Rich on him I don't know just Try and match them up. Don't tag them exactly, yeah. but try and beat them to the ball, get the contested possessions where you can, and look, you're going to lose. Eddie, Adelaide are going to win. win. Eddie so, Betts is going to kick six, I reckon. Oh, he, he could have a day. And I honestly, I can't see uh, anyone matching up well with Walker either. Um, Source bottle's going to try. He's not fast hard. enough. Yeah. Um, Walker's going to be able to step around him. And, and you know, they have too much of the ball. You'll, you'll have his pick of uh, of which one's coming. Oh, his delivery will be fantastic, as it always is from a quality midfield. But, uh, you know, we'll give Tex a bit of a pump up. He's played on um, some great back lines in the last couple of weeks. Well, Hurley's a pretty decent backman. Yeah. And uh, prior to that, Rance. Uh, last week. Oh. They played us in the last week. Yeah, Hurley and then Rance before that, who's the All-Australian uh, backman. And he... He hasn't uh, managed to put all on the board, but he's certainly been getting plenty of the ball. Yeah, he's been marking well. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're looking for another percentage booster there. Um, yeah. North Melbourne hosting Frio. And I, re- I actually reckon North Melbourne on, on this one because I think Frio might uh, just might. Coast, coast it in. Really? See, I've, I'm cautiously tipping North as well because I think Frio have got the cue in the rack. Yep. Um, they don't, they'll finish third at the very worst, and that would mean... The world has ended, essentially. Um, once you've got a, a top two spot, does it matter whether you're first or second? Uh, like, you're only looking at matchups. Yeah, and, and you can't really control them. No. Like, uh, no no finals-ready team in the top two spots is going to throw a game, but neither are they going to go out and try and bust their own ass winning well, one. And I think the only way they can finish third is if they drop 
two games and Hawthorne win all three. That's yeah, and West Coast obviously march through. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I can't see that happening. Um, no, I think not me. They they're almost allowed a loss in the last three rounds, and I think this might be it. Yeah, yep. Um, Being but, a travelling match, um, yeah, you know they'll they'll trounce Melbourne at home. And, so what, you pencil that one in, take that to the bank, and Port in the last round. Yeah, those two are locks, and the North game. If this happened a month ago, you could not tip North, but. As it is, I'm going to go out and probably get a $2.50 value bet. Yeah, I think uh, North will win this one. And also, the WA teams don't like Etihad. They reckon it's um, too hard of a surface, so I think they'll use that as an excuse. Yeah. Uh, it was about this time last year that Freo lost by 12 goals to St Kilda. So Yeah, that's right. I reckon uh, they'll leave a few people behind. There's always those matches in the last few weeks, though, where the, the finals-ready teams of you know, the they're rack. playing group, bl- cruise-free, bruise-free football, and, you know... They're playing for a flag. They're not trying to win the last three matches. They're trying to win the last match. Traditionally, West Coast and Frio um, have a down week after the Derby as well. Um, a a yeah. lot of the time, so yeah. this could be it. Uh, Carlton, Melbourne. Um, phew, geez, tough game to watch. Yep, West Coast, Western Bulldogs. Yep. Um, again, it's it's. Po- hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's Derby. It's game of the round, um, quite clearly. Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah. I think West Coast can still hold up. Um, I think the the journey for the the young Bulldogs side is going to be too much for them. Oh, jeez, no, I'm on the Bulldogs. Um, I I think they are going to cause a lot of trouble in finals, just because they are going to run their absolute guts out, and they won't die wondering. No, no, they look they'll be outclassed at some stage, but you'll have to earn every score against them, which is what finals football is all about. Yep. Um, accountable football, and they play very good accountable football. I think the the if there is a weakness at West Coast, it's that they've lost so many key backmen. Um, We've got Maston as well, where he might still oh, be on the seat. I, I think Maston cannot play. I think he'll be the most, most important oh, yeah. loss as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, the good thing is they've got other quality midfielders, but yeah. I mean, their main strength is that um, they've had such a depth of quality midfielders. Yep. You lose one, okay, you can cover it, but yeah. then if somebody else goes down, it, it creates more. But um, at least the Bulldogs don't have a real massive big key forward. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Key backmen need to play on. They've got, you know, Stringer and, and all the others and Cramery that yep. can go around and kick goals, but um, at least the, the weakness for the West Coast Eagles is also the weakness for the Bulldogs. So I think that uh, helps them there. That's why I'm still picking the Eagles there. Yeah. Um, and that'll be round 21, so only a couple of weeks to go. Yeah, good round, getting exciting. Yep. That'll do us. All right. All right. See you next Tuesday. Catch up. 
Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.